So Rosh Hashanah is 68 days away. And um, so a lot of people, well, I am bugging out that Rosh Hashanah is coming so close. And so I wanted to potentially help anybody who wants to get some learning done um, to prep themselves, you know, for such a special day. So I'm going to be starting a series. It's uh, Amur Yomi. Learn half a page, meaning like a, a, in Gemara, there's a daf and an amud. The daf is both sides of the page. An amud is one side of the page. So you learn one side of the page a day, not including Shabbat. And um, there's in Masechet Makot, there's only 20, 23 dafim. It starts on, it ends on Chavdal and Amud Beis on 24. But um, every Gemara starts off on, on Amud Beis. There's no... Amr Aleph and any Gemara, any tractate, it only starts on the page two, never on page one. So it's really 23. So that's 46 days of learning. And so we don't need to do a Shabbat learning because then you would have to do it on your own. Um, so 46 days of learning. It shouldn't take that long. The document are not that long. And um, then, hey, you can do a Siyam before Rosh Hashanah. And that that will surely help you in uh, whatever God has in store for you. It will be good, Bezal Hashem. And learn for the source of a full shalim of somebody if you need it. Or for Bezal uh, Hashem, you should get married if you need it. Shalom bias if you need it. Anything, just have it in mind when you're learning. And uh, maybe we can get some siyumim out of this. But um, some prereqs to Masechah that you need to know before you can really dive into the first um, parak at least is you need to know some things. So first of all, you have to know what an edzomem is. So the Torah tells us that an edzomem is somebody where if, let's say, I accuse like Shimon of, of theft. And so I go to the courts and say, I saw on Tuesday morning that Shimon stole $500. And so Shimon, let's say that my 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 case goes through, he has to pay he has to pay back the certain the, the person he allegedly stole from the money plus a fee. And then two more people. You see, it's not just that my witness is invalidated, it's in this specific way. It's that two other people come and say, Hey Josh, how could you have seen Shimon stealing in La Brea? When you were with us all the way in like Massachusetts on that day, on May 24th, when you said that this guy stole, you were with us watching the football game in Massachusetts. There's no way you could have been there on the same day because we were so far away. And we, we know for a fact you were with us. There's no way you could have witnessed the crime. So that's the specific way of invalidating an edzomem. That's what creates him. Instead of being a false witness, he becomes an edzomem. And what is the punishment that he gets? That's called a din hazama, which is he gets what he's trying to inflict. Meaning that if I if I um, try and chasashalom accuse somebody of a, something which the punishment is skila stoning, then and then I get proved to be an edzomem. So then I, as the edzomem chasashalom, I don't want to say me. Well, the Edzomem would get the punishment he's trying to inflict. So I say he deserves skila, and then I'm proven to be an Edzomem, I would get skila. If I say, oh, he deserves, he has to pay a $1,000 fine because I saw him damage property. And then 
I get found to be an exomem through that specific process, then I have to pay that $1,000 fine. Whatever I try to inflict is what I receive. And our Gemara is going to open up with cases which aren't so cookie cutter, but it's eventually going to get to that. So the Gemara opens, it says, that, well, it's, the, it's Mishnah Gemara, Mishnah Gemara. So the Gemara opens with a Mishnah that says, Ketza the Edim Nasen Zomimim. How does an Ed become an Ed Zomim? And I'm going to try and uh, give you some spoilers. And it's good to learn things like as they come, but to, to give you a heads up is always good. Um, but it says, Ketza the Edim Nasen Zomimim. How does an Ed become an Ed Zomim? So it says, we, we, So two people come and they testify that we testify that this random guy, that he is the son of somebody of a divorcee or somebody who did chalitza. Now Rashi comes and tells us that it's not a random person, this person is a Kohen. So if a Kohen is the son of a divorcee, then he lost his kehuna. He can't be a Kohen anymore. So, so let's say that these two Edim say that this Kohen is the son of a divorcee. And they're found to be Edim Zomimim. So you don't make them have the status of a Ben Gurusha, Ben Chalutza. You don't give them the status of being the son of a divorcee. Because if you're not a Kohen, that doesn't mean anything. Rather, they get 40 lashes. So you can see already now that the classic case is that they get the punishment that they're trying to inflict. But in our case that the Gemara is trying to define what an Edzomem is, it's giving you an, 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 an uh, exception case where they tried stripping somebody away of their kahuna and instead they get lashes. They give a second, they give a second um, case here also, which kind of does the same thing. We testify that this person is, is he needs to go to Galut, he needs to go to an Aryan Miklat, he needs to go to a city of refuge, he needs to be, he needs to, he has to go to Galut. And then they're found to be Zomamin. And Omrim Yigal we don't say that these two Edim Zomamin, they go to Galut instead, meaning they don't get the Din Hazama, Ela Loka Arvin, rather they get 40 lashes. So that's the end of our Mishnah. Now the Gemara is going to ask the question which I alluded to, which is, huh? So it's like, what? The Gemara says, the Gemara should have stated, in, in, what, in what way does, a, does somebody not become an Edzomen? Because they're getting different punishes, punishments. Um, that's what it should say. But Odin, even more so. You learn later on how somebody become an Edzomem. It says, Amru Lahem, the two people come and they tell and they say about the witnesses, How could you be witnesses uh, te uh, testifying to this crime? That how could you have testified to this crime? Because on that same day, you were with us in some random spot that's too far away for you to have witnessed this crime. How could you have committed this crime? So the Gemara is saying, not only is, your, is this two examples in the Mishnah not answering this question, it's also saying that this exact question is answered later on in our own Gemara. So why is it that it's asking this question now? That's two questions right there. So then the Gemara says, Tanahatam Kai. So it's talking about 
the previous discussion. See, Gemara is after Masechet uh, Sanhedrin. In Masechet Sanhedrin, it was talking about a case of of um, of a bat kohen, where she's accused of be, being of of being of having infidelity with her husband. And so the bat kohen, she is she deserves two different types of death penalties, but but an edzo, but you can only die once. So she gets. So the rule is that if you that if you get two, if then you have to get the stricter one. But the edzomem gets the other one. So that's another uh, It's another example of an ex, of an exemption, of a example that it doesn't follow the rule. And it says Tanahatumka. We learned in the previous gemara. Kol ma'adin mita. Every edzomem gets the punishment that they're trying to inflict. Chutz except mizome bat kohen uvo Allah, except for the zone of the edim zomimin in the case of a bat kohen and her mistress, or, or I don't know what the male term for that is to be honest, but the person that she was not unfaithful with. Because they don't get the same death they're trying to inflict, rather, they get a different death. She gets, if I'm not mistaken, Srefa, and they would get chenek. But I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me. Um, except then the Gemara says, huh? So you think that's crazy. There's at least they're both, at least it's both a death penalty. It's kind of in the same ballpark. But there are certain cases where the Edim Zomimin don't even get a, get a punishment that's completely different. It's in a completely different league than what they're trying to give. What are the what are the examples that it give? It gives it goes straight into this week's into into our Gemara. It goes into it says Shein Makinot Elo Makinot Arbeim Rather they get forty lashes. Ketzad, which ones are you talking about? Ah, it's the beginning of our Gemara. Ma'adin Anu Bishvuloni Shu Ben Gerusha Ben Chalutza. Ain't no worry, Miatzes Ben Gerusha Ben Chalutza. It's it's our Gemara. Ela Loka Arbeim. So then it says, yeah, so it pretty much what it says is that in Masechah Sanhedrin, it was talking about a case where Edim Zomimin, they did not get the Din HaZama at all. And so and so the Gemara says, ha, you think that's crazy? At least they both have the death penalty. But we have cases over here, which they don't, they don't, they, they try to inflict something and they get the total irrelevant, seemingly, the irrelevant punishment of lashes and nothing to do what they give. So the Gemara says, ha, which one are you talking about? Then it comes to our Gemara, where it says, which ones? Ketzad. We say that this guy, this Kohen, is the son of a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza, and then it continues as to what we already said. So then, So from where do we learn this? So how do we know that these people get the get they get um they get they get lashes? How do we know? So Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, where do we where do we learn this? Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, and the Amar Kra that it says in the Torah. So how do we know where do we learn of the the rules of Edim Zomimim? You should do to him what he tried to inflict. That's what I said before. They should get the din hazama. They get what they try to inflict. 
Lo velo lezaro. So if you look at our case in the Gemara, you see that when that they're trying to say that a Kohen doesn't have, that his Kehuna is invalid. So if a Kohen's Kehuna is invalid, all of his children's Kehunot are invalid also. And invalidated Kohen's children are all invalid because they come from a Kohen that's no longer a Kohen, technically. So if Shimon's dad is found to be a invalid Kohen, then Shimon's dad loses his kahuna, and Shimon himself loses his kahuna because he's the product of an invalid coin. But the Torah says that you should give him what he tried to, what he tried to, what, what he tried to give. So if I were to give the same punishment to the Edim Zomemin, let's say that the Edim Zomemin were Kohanim also, and I would say, fine. So you tried to invalidate this guy's kahuna. So I'm going to invalidate your kahuna. That's going to be your din hazama. So that sort of comes to Yeshua ben Levi and says that, no, the rule is that you should give him the punishment, not him and his children. You're already going outside the bounds of Edim Zomamin. But this is an intergenerational punishment he's trying to give somebody. So it doesn't, it doesn't add up. It doesn't work. Edim Zomamin is only for the person, not for his children. So you can't take away his kahuna because that wouldn't—it's because it doesn't fall under the purview of Edim Zomemin. So then it says. So then the Gemara says, "Fine." So the Gemara says, "Fine." I see your point. The Torah says, "Lo." It doesn't say "Lo vizaro." It says that the Torah says that you should give it to him, not him and his children. So just take away his kahuna. Take away his kahuna, and don't take away his children's kahuna. Keep the fine. Say the fine. Shimon, you try taking away somebody's kahuna, you lose your kahuna. But your children are good. You are, are fine. I'm sorry. I apologize. But your children are fine. Just say you lose your kahuna. There you go. Problem solved. Lola's are o anymore. Now it falls back into the purview of Edim Zomami. Um, so then the, so the Rabbi Shuvah and Levi responds, or the Gemara responds, zamam lasot So he says, but what the, the Gemara answers, he says that what the person was trying to inflict was not, if he got his way, if these Edim Zomamin got their way, it's not just that the person they're testifying against would lose their kahuna. Him and his further generations would as well. But now for the Din Hazama, you're changing the punishment. And if the punishment isn't exactly the same, then you can't give it at all. Meaning the Gemara says that fine, you, you, I get that Edim Zomimin can affect all generations, only the Ed himself. So only make, take away the Kauna of the Ed, of the witness. So then the Gemara says, but that's not the same punishment. You're trying to take away this guy's Kauna and all of his kids' Kauna. And now all of a sudden you're changing the punishment he's trying to give to try and fit this parameter. But then if it's not the same punishment as in, in its entirety, then it's not going to work at all. Then it's not, then it's not a, a shir zamam. It's not what he was trying to inflict. So it doesn't work. It's an, an all or nothing type of thing. It has to be the exact same or it can't be, it can't work at all. And that's the end of that topic because that, that's the conclusion. But then... Some other Rav comes and gives another opinion as to as to where you learn this from. Uh, da -da 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 -da. 
So Barpada Omer. So Barpada comes and says, "You learn Kavahomer. You learn from a Kavahomer." Now the Kavahomer is a is a logical derivative, where it's like if the sky is blue. Now that's a bad one. Look a Kavahomer. It's like if I can't do something on during the week, then clearly I can't do it on Shabbos. Like I can't eat. It's not a good example. Well, you'll, you'll see a faulty example now because it, it doesn't get accepted. He says, Vema. Hamechalel eno mitchalel. So the Barbhada is trying to say that, okay, so let's say a Kohen marries a divorcee knowingly. The Kohen does not lose his keuna, but all of his children loses their keuna. Because he isn't the product of a divorcee, but his children will be. And a Kohen cannot marry a divorcee. So if a Kohen, when he marries a divorcee, he's actually stealing somebody's keonah, somebody's keonah away, his children. He's successfully removing somebody's keonah, which would be his future children. Habalachalel. So, if some so the the kohen successfully takes away somebody's kona and he stays a kohen, but these edim zomimin if they come and they fail at at doing it, meaning they get caught that they're that they're lying in the edzomim fashion, so they came to to take away somebody's kona and they failed at taking somebody's kona. Doesn't it make sense that they also shouldn't shouldn't lose their kehunot? Meaning, if a kohen marries a divorcee, he successfully does what, you, what was what the, he successfully enacts the fact that his children will not be kohenim. He took he took away the kohenot, the kohen status of his children. These mean they tried and failed. It's not that they succeeded like this guy, this Kohen did by marrying a by marrying a Gerusha. They tried and failed. So you're telling me that the guy that succeeded doesn't get punished, but the guys who failed get punished? That doesn't make sense. So you're saying that's the reasoning why you can't you can't give them the 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 they, you can't make them lose their kona. You have to give them malka because it doesn't make sense according to this logic because. If a successful person doesn't get punished, how could a how could a fail uh, somebody who failed at doing it get punished? Matkifla Ravina, so Ravina challenges this. He says, "Im betalta He says, "If this logical idea is true, then you've totally erased the the whole concept of edim zomemin." Um, and he explains why. Uma and what? Hasokel enoniska. So if somebody, so the so the true example in the Torah that it talks about in Zomimin is if somebody um, accuses somebody else of a crime that that requires skila, being stoned, and and he and if and he succeeds. Now another rule of Edim Zomimin that you need to know is that if somebody tries to do, if somebody tries. To do it, and they succeed. Meaning, Shlomo says Levi deserves skila, and then the whole judgment goes through, and it's successful, and Levi gets stoned. And then a week later, two edim come and they say, "Hey, how could Shlomo see Levi do what he told? What uh, would do that that crime? He was with us, 
in a, in a different place, he couldn't have seen that this whole thing transpire. So then we have a case of Ed Zomem because he, they, they place the witness in a different place. But since it's after the punishment was already enacted, Levi was already stoned, then they don't get the Din Hazama. Then it's too late. Then it's over. Like that, that's it. It's not like Levi gets killed and then the Edim Zomemin get killed after the fact. So comes Ravina and says, Uma, in what? Hasoka, somebody who tried stone, who tried getting somebody stoned. Shimon says Levi needs to get stoned, and he succeeds at getting Levi stoned. Enonisko, so he's successful in getting Levi stoned, and then he himself gets found to be a Edzomem. He doesn't get the punishment. It's too late. Enonisko, he's not. He's not. He's not going to get the punishment. So then these people who tried to get somebody and failed, they were caught in time. Doesn't it make sense that, that they shouldn't get punished? If somebody who successfully kills somebody with the court system and says, you deserve skila, and then they successfully killed someone, and then they're found to be liars, they don't get punished. Somebody who fails, nobody's died yet. Doesn't it make sense that they shouldn't get punished either? Just like what just like what Rav Papa was Rav Papa was saying before. He was saying these the, the Kohen who successfully takes away his kids' kahuna, he himself doesn't lose his kahuna. So why did these Edim Zomimin who failed at their pursuit, why should they get punished? That doesn't make sense. Why? They should, they should get off scot free. So 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 the logical does the, the, his logic doesn't stand because it goes against base halacha that it says in the Torah. That's what that's what uh, Ravina is saying. He's saying that like this this logical fallacy can't this logic can't work. Rather, it's clear by the first opinion, meaning Rav Yeshua ben Levi. It's it's according to the. Previous uh, opinion, which is Rishua bin Levi. This Kavachomer that he tried to bring, this logical thing that he tried to bring, does not work. So that's the so the reason why I went a little over in Amud is because there's the two dots, which is the end of a of a discussion, right near the top of the page. So I just went a little over. Generally, I'll try to keep it to one Amud a day, um, and we'll and hopefully we'll we'll have we'll have some. Some good learning. If you have any questions, I don't know what streaming service you're looking at it on, but um, maybe, but it should be posted on YouTube. Just post a comment, and I'll try and answer it. Um, I'll contact the people that empower to to give an answer, or I'll do it on my own YouTube channel. I mean, on my own YouTube uh, posting. I will figure it out. Um, but if you have any questions that you didn't understand, um, we may start having an email. This is all like a spur of the moment decision. I saw that Rosh Hashanah is 68 days away and I couldn't bug today's. So I freaked out. Baruch Hashem. You know, it's good. It's always, uh, it's always good to know where you're standing and try and, and try and learn and be closer to Hashem. And um, sometimes you need Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to put the fear of God in you. And uh, Baruch Hashem. It's good. It's something I've been planning to do a lot. And uh, now's the time to get a CMN before before the high holidays. So yeah, we'll try and get a way to answer your questions if you have any. 
Um, but the YouTube comments should work, or we're going to open the email soon. Anyways, thank you. I hope you guys are enjoying. Uh, enjoyed, and we'll tune in tomorrow.